gospel. I'm on, just my volume needs turned up. Then to preach the gospel, right? How's that? Better? Will you guys turn with me to Second Kings? Can y'all hear me? Yeah? Okay. Uh, well, Bruce set me up really well talking to all of us about uh, a realm living in both the a spiritual realm and the physical realm. And so thank you for that good setup, honey. You didn't even know. <laughs> but um, when you guys... Well, uh, as you guys are finding it, it's uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. We're going to look at 15. But uh, even during worship, and as Bruce was saying what he was saying just a few minutes ago, I was reminded of a word that I got when uh, we were having prayer at the house. And God spoke to me, and he said that he wants us to live in the anointing and out of the anointing. So he wants us to live in, a, in that place where we're, we're in the spiritual realm, but we're also living in a physical realm. And that, that really pertains to my message today. Um, is everybody at 2 Kings 6, verse 15? Yeah, I'm going to read out of the Amplified. It reads, When the servant of the man of God rose early and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was around the city. Elisha's servant said to him, Alas, master, what shall we do? Elisha answered, Fear not, for those with us are more than those with them. Then Elisha prayed, Lord, I pray you open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the young man's eyes, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round Elisha. So see, Elisha in the moment, he could see what his servant couldn't see. He could see the army that was with him because he'd spent his life learning God, learning how God spoke to him, how God caused him to see things. He, he spent time believing what he was seeing as a young child, as he was growing up. At this age, it was so natural for him to live in that realm of the spiritual realm with the physical realm. He wasn't afraid. He knew that God was with him, and he already knew a plan. He already had the plan. He knew. If you read throughout the the Kings, first and second, he is constantly aware. The seers are aware. They know ahead of time what's happening. And and this is something that God's been laying on my heart over the last six weeks to talk to you guys about, to to challenge you guys with, to to challenge you guys to to seek God and, and seek Him about seeing things from His perspective. I know I've, I've said it, if you've been here at prayer, I've been talking about it. It's a place where we know what's going on around us. It, the last prayer time that I was here, I asked everyone to close their eyes and, and look, at what, look at the unseen realm. And so I, I, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now and ask 
pray this prayer, say, Lord of hosts, I pray that you open my eyes that I may see. And then my challenge to you is that when you see, believe what you see. I, I was here, I was here, we didn't, we, I wasn't here last week, I don't think. The last time I was here, Bruce was ministering at the altar, the prayer time, and I saw, I wasn't, I wasn't even looking to see, but I saw an angel standing right here, and the angel had fire coming out of his mouth. And the thing, the scripture that came to me in the moment was in Acts when, when the fire of tongues came on them in the upper room when they had been waiting. Whoa, shoot. And they all got tongues of fire. That's the scripture that came to me. And so what that means, I'm still learning. I'm still seeking the Lord to understand what this angel's assignment is here. But he, there's an angel here, whoa, and he has fires of tongue, tongues of fires. And uh, when, when, we were, when we were in Columbia, whoa, one of the churches we went to was a church that the, a revival had, had happened. And the, it actually came out of a revival movement in Cali, Columbia. And when we went there, there was only, at the time, maybe a thousand members in the church. And uh, because the revival had, it was over. But when we were there, we met early in the morning before the church service. And we, we went to pray. We went to join them for prayer. And when we got into the prayer area, there was one woman there. One woman. And what she would do, she was faithful. Every service, every single service, this woman of God would come and she'd go behind the stage. There, they had this really large stage. It was a really large church. Behind the stage was a, was a hallway uh, that led to both the left and the right stage. And she would pace the pace that hallway and she would pray, just pray all by herself. She thought that she was there by herself. But in the moment when we're there praying with her, I knew, whoa, I could see that as she was praying, as she would enter in into the presence of God, as she was let the Holy Spirit through her, there was an army an army with her wherever she was praying there was an army backing her up and I'm here to tell you no matter if you think you're alone in your moment you're not alone God is with you and there are armies his armies the Lord of hosts he's the, he's the warrior he's the one that fights your battles he's with you and you are not alone that, that's the main thrust of my message tonight is the Lord wants you to know that you're not alone, that he is with you. I want, I, I turn over to 1 Samuel 17. This is one of my favorite Bible stories. This is one of my, David is one of my favorite uh, my favorite characters in the Bible. Uh, the, the other day I had the, the pleasure of 
my, talking with my grandson, and, and he told us that his favorite book to read was the Bible. And I said, well, well, why is the Bible your favorite book, Liam? And he said, well, because there's all these really good stories in there. <laughs> and so every night before he goes to bed, he reads his Bible. And I told him, I said, you know, Liam, my favorite character, his name is David. And uh, oh, no, no, no. I said, what is your favorite story? And he told me is David and, and, and Goliath. That's his favorite story. And I told him, I said, he's. He, oh, he, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's one of my favorite uh, people in the Bible. And he, uh, I told him about how David was a teenager and just a little, about Hannah's age and how he, he fought uh, a giant and killed him and how God was with him. And, uh, but anyways, it was, it was fun to be able to talk to my six-year-old grandson about, about King David. But in this, 1 Samuel 17, it's the story, it's the story we all know, right, of David and, and Goliath. But out of the Amplified, in verse 45, excuse me, it, it reads, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the ranks of Israel, whom you have defied. So, when you when you look up the Lord of Hosts, it has different it has different names. It has you know different word definitions. And one of one of the one of the words is army, the Lord of Hosts, the God of the army of Israel. Another one is war, battle, warfare. So. The Lord of hosts, the God of the battle, he's your God who's battling for you. And let's keep reading. He says in 46, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand and I will smite you and cut off your head and I will give the corpse of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. And so I want to repeat after me. Say, the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. You guys, this is the thing you've got to, you, I've, in my, in right here, I just, it's the word I have for you today from God is let him fight your battles. L let him fight your battles. You, I, I get it. I, I know, I, I know what it's like to, to not uh, let God lead. And I, you guys, anytime there's that confusion in your mind, that's the time when you're stepping into a place that is not in surrender to, to God. You're not allowing him to fight your battle. You've got to step back. When you start to feel confusion and you can't control your thoughts and, 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 and you're fearful, this is my word for myself this week. I mean, we're in the middle of something with... To, it's pretty difficult right now with, um, I mean, Hannah's doing exceptionally well, but 
she doesn't have a pulmonologist right now. <laughs> and it's, I, I have been fearful this week and I had to remind myself, this is your battle, God. I had to remind myself, God, this is your battle. I submit to you, fight for us. I know he's already fighting for us. There's an army that we can't see. There's an army that we can't see fighting for us, even if, whoa, even if we're not in prayer, we're not in the right place where we need to be. God is still fighting for us. He's with us. He's with us and he is with you. Uh, turn over to Psalms 89. Psalms 89, verse 5. Yeah, Psalms 89, verse 5. Shurabokurabapapapa. Well, shoo. There's something about the names of God, the, the different names of God, and one is this Lord, the God of hosts, the God of warfare, the God of battle. When you're reading in this, in this scripture, it really brings a definition to this name, God of hosts. And I, wanna, I want to read this to you, but, but Father, as I read it, I make it a declaration into the, into the atmosphere, into, into our, everyone that can hear me, our minds, our bodies, into all creation, I declare this word. Psalms 89. Whoa, shoot. Verse 5. Let's start in verse 5. It, says, it reads, whoa, shoot. Well, I decree and declare, let heaven, the angels, praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness also in the assemblies of the holy ones, the holy angels. For who in the heavens can be compared to the Lord? Who among the mighty heavenly beings can be likened to the Lord? A God greatly feared and, and revered in the council of the holy angelic ones. And to be feared and worshipfully revered above all those who are round about him. O Lord God of hosts, who is a mighty one like unto you, O Lord. And your faithfulness is round about you, an essential part of you at all times. You rule the raging of the seas when its waves arise. You still them. And then jump down to verse 11. This, this definition. The heavens are yours. The earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have found. Um, so we decree and declare that the Lord of hosts is in our, is in our, whoa, shoot, is leading the battle. Whoa, shoot. The heavens are yours, Lord. The earth are also yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. So as you're, as you're praying, one of, 
one of the names of God you can use is the Lord of hosts. And as you're, as you're in the middle of a battle, pray to him. Use his, use his name, call him Lord of hosts. It's very appropriate. I remember as a, as a young child, I, I didn't know that we could pray to like the Holy Spirit or I always thought we were supposed to pray to Jesus. But we're, we're supposed to pray to everything that he is. Everything, every part of him he wants us to pray to because praying is, is a, it's our relationship. It's, it's, it's talking with God and, and communicating with him. And so I just, that's the extent of the message. I just wanted you, I had it in here that we all need to be reminded that the battle is not ours, it's the Lord's. And when, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but when we pray, we need to remember, ask the Lord, look at things from his perspective. Clo you know what, everybody, let's, let's, let's close our eyes. Let's close our eyes. And Lord, we thank you that as they just prayed, Lord, you're, that you're answering their prayer right now. And so... Uh, everybody, do this exercise. As you keep your eyes closed, I want you to look around the room that we're in. Uh, picture the chair that you're sitting in. Picture the chairs next to you. I want you to start to look around the room. Just pick your eyes up and start to look around the room. What can you see? What can you... See the pictures on the wall, the stage, the drums. Now just keep looking. Look past those. Holy Spirit, I ask that you open our eyes right now and show us what's in the room, Lord. Show every one of us what you want us to see right now, Lord. Just look past. Ask him. him to show you. Oh, shoot. And when you see something, ask him to show you more. Whoa. Show me more, Jesus. This is an exercise that you guys can practice at home in your prayer time. You just that's how you that's how you start to start to use your spiritual eyes. That's where you see God is in that place where you were just looking or I'm sorry, not see God, but that's where you see the spirit realm. In there, you he wants to show you things. And just like I needed to understand what that angel I saw is, I still need to understand exactly what, it, what why did I see the angel? You want to continue to 
dig into it, research it, find it in the Bible, learn, let him teach you. Um, did you see anything, Bruce? You didn't see anything? Did anybody see anything? You heard? Oh, you heard raindrops. Yeah. Wow. Hannah heard raindrops. Did any? Yeah. Did anybody else see anything? What'd you see? Amen. You saw what? Oh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for angelic, whoa, assistance. Shoo, whoa, shoo. Did anybody else see anything that they want to share? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, Jesus, yeah. Come, come on up, honey. Thank you for seers in the room. Well, we want to uh, we pray for people right now. So um, if anybody has any, any prayer needs, I just kind of feel like maybe touches of the Holy Spirit right now. Yeah. So. 